Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. This whole month we've been talking about being thankful. And you know what? The first Sunday we talked about that, it, that it's, a, it's a decision and an action. You decide. Remember I told the story about the lady. She's in her 90s. Her husband passed away and they took her to the retirement home. And she's sitting in the lobby and the receptionist says, we're getting your room ready. We hope you like it. She goes, oh, I'm going to love it. And she goes, well, how do you know you're going to love it? You haven't even seen it yet. She goes, because I choose to. Because she had to be there. She chose that she was going to love it. She was going to like it. That's kind of hard, isn't it? You know what? So, so there's, it's a choice to be thankful. It's a spiritual choice. It draws us closer to God. You remember that? Being thankful is a spiritual, it's a spiritual force. And it draws you closer to God when you thank God. Thank God. Thank God. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 that we have the victory. Can you thank God for the victory, whether you see it or not? You know, Cody was singing, I'm going to sing whether I see it, feel it, taste it, touch it. I'm going to be thankful. Thankful, being thankful will turn your ship. Amen. Do you think your ship's going in the wrong way or sinking? Be thankful. Thankful to God. Not thankful for the problem. Thankful that he's the answer. Amen? Amen? So number three, in the first Sunday, it's an act of humility. you got to submit yourself. Do you know God can do more with you being humble than he can with your control? If you're in control of it, you still got it. And if you could fix it, you would have already fixed it. Think about that. The Bible says put it on the altar. Walk away from it, and that's some of the hardest stuff to do. And, you, and some, when somebody said, well, my husband's 300 pounds. How do I put him on the altar? By faith. Sometimes you have to put your spouse on the altar. Lord, because, yeah, 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 hadn't changed him. Or her. Just say, okay, I'm meddling now, huh? It's God's will to be thankful. Last Sunday, we talked about it. It's a decision and action. It draws you closer. We did this, actually the same thing, but it, we took the scriptures of praying. We got to pray. Rejoice. Pray always. And be thankful. But today, we're going to do Psalms 100. This has been our, our foundation scripture. As, as enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You ever heard that? Well, we've said it the last two Sundays. This is where it comes from, Psalms 100. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. And so we're going to dig into that. Are y'all ready? Does anybody need sermon notes? Wave. And everybody's got them. All right, then. All right. So uh, this is kind of hard to say. It's not correct. But if you, in, in, in one study in the Bible, it said it's a thank offering. What's an, you know, have you ever gave a dollar in the offering? A dollar offering, this psalm is a thank, thank, T-H-A-N-K, thank, like thank you offering to God. All right, you all with me? Say amen, oh me, or something, bump somebody and wake them up. Number one is verse one of Psalms 100. We're going to break it down scripture by scripture. There's only five verses. So this is a good one to, to know, to get to know, to remember, but Psalms uh, verse 1, it says, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. What? Shout joyfully. 
you know how hard it was to get some of y'all to raise your hands? Somebody went like that. How about shouting? Shouting in church? I'm going to give you some scriptures where shouting goes right along with singing. We sing every Sunday, but we know I'm shouting. I don't know about you because I am a shouter. Hey, glory. I'm a shouter. And it, it, it breaks stuff off of me. The Bible, Paul talked about as a pastor, I have the daily cares of the church. And, you know, I may be walking like this on Monday come Friday. If I don't get rid of it, I'm like this. But shouting gets it off of me. Jesus told his disciples if they don't dust your clothes off. That's what I'm talking about. Shouting breaks things off. Let's look at what the Word says. In Psalm 66, 1, it says, Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Verse 2 says, Sing. Shout first, then sing. Sing Sing the glory of his name. Make his praises glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Start with shouting. We don't shout that. You know what? Here, here's what convicts me. I, shout, I shouted when my kids got a hit in baseball, scored a basket in, in basketball, or made a tackle, or scored a touchdown. If I can't outshout God over my kids, then there's something wrong. You know, my wife shouted last night at the TV like the people at the football game could hear. And I went, what is wrong? Are you all right? I'm just yelling at the TV. But how many of you seen people yell at your car? How many of you seen people do this to their car? Kick it. Come on, I'm trying to help you today. I'm trying to teach you because you need to shout to God. You need to shout the victory. You need to declare the victory. And you need to do it with a loud voice sometimes. Amen? Amen? Especially church. Nothing wrong, man. When we're praising, you can go ahead and glory to God. Okay, then y'all just sit there then. Psalm 71, 23 says, My lips will shout for joy, and I will sing praises to you, my soul, which you have redeemed. Has anybody been redeemed in here? Is anybody excited about it? You know, hell's not your home. Heaven's your home. And no matter what hell you go through in this life, you can go, I'm going to heaven. Glory. Heaven. And, and we're called to bring heaven down to earth. Amen. My daughter was in Walmart. My, 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 my kids, you know, I push them, and they, they, don't, they're not, they don't always serve God like they're supposed to, you know. Well, you know, we lived down here when we was growing up, and our, we put one of our kids to live up here. Okay, don't, don't, don't be embarrassed. But she's in Walmart in the decor section in Lafayette, Louisiana, last week. And this woman was testifying and witnessing to these young guys and their dad. And she was telling them what Jesus did and how Jesus did. And she was preaching to them. And she was like, oh, this is my dad right here. And so she was, and she got another friend that's Pentecostal, and she was going to record this. And the woman looked at the young, she was walking away, and then she looked back, and the two guys were on their phone like, and she turned around and went back and said, now you know the truth. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to live? And she went to praying in tongues, and one of the boys got filled with, in, in Walmart, and she, she was recording, and, she, and when the woman got through, she goes, the, the, it's thick in Walmart in the decor section. The woman came up and hugged her. But the woman wasn't ashamed of who Jesus was. Jesus had saved her and delivered her. 
And she's called, and you're called to share the love of God. Now that's bold. That's bold. But how many of y'all, like Tim, he's in the grocery store and a man comes up and says, the Lord told me to tell you this. In the grocery store? Yeah. Why not? It's where you meet people. How about at work? How about the work? You know, on break, the Lord tells you something about somebody. Have you asked him? We know we go through life and we don't ask God those kind of questions. But let's get back to shouting. Do we want to shout Psalms 95.1? Oh, come let us sing for joy of the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. How many of you know he pulls you out of the muck and the mire? How, how do you know that shouting spiritual? Look at Joshua. They marched around the city seven times and then they stopped and shouted and the walls came down. Now, I don't have any cities to walk around with walls, but I do have spiritual walls that I need to shout at. Huh? How about spiritual walls that are in your family, like alcoholism or drug abuse? How about spiritual walls that are attacking your kids that you might need to shout at? Time for you to go. How many of y'all got a, got a dog? You love your dog? Do you call it when you can't see it? Here, Scruffy, Scruffy, Scruffy. Come on, Scruffy, Scruffy, Scruffy. I named a deer, a deer hunt. I've only been three times, but I saw this little deer, and I named him Scruffy because, man, he's scruffy looking. But if you're going to call your dog, don't you kind of get loud with it? You shout to God. You're calling him to you. To you. You're actually bringing yourself to him. Hmm? You're trying to change the atmosphere. You ever been, remember what we talked about jumping, we leap for joy? You need to shout for joy. Okay. Can we do it one time? Can I go, hey, can everybody do that? One, on three. Everybody just go, hey, real, you know, one, two, three. Hey. Now see, Wow. Y'all didn't even get to do it loud, but notice it. Why, why do we sing and worship? To get us in unity in one accord. If God can get us in unity and in one accord, there is nothing that we cannot do, Legacy Church. And if you'll learn to shout and we all get a shout to go in here, walls will come down. You'll break down walls. That. See, the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, going through the desert, going into the promised land. The promised land is not heaven. The promised land is salvation. They had to fight. The first way God taught them to fight was shouting. That's right. Shout at the devil. Shout to God. Tell the devil to get and God to come. How do you get God to come? Glorify him. Praise him. Magnify him. With a loud voice. The shout's just a loud voice. Well, that's just not my personality, Pastor. Well, you know what? You can do it anyway. It's, you know, when I was growing up, it wasn't in my personality to eat broccoli. But uh, you know what? I've changed. You can, you can shout at church and be timid at home. But you, matter of fact, what'll help you shout at church is, is at home by yourself shouting. What you do in secret. Amen. You'll break stuff off of you. 
And I'm not coming against anybody's personality. I, I, I know just doing this isn't as hard for some people, but we need to practice. You know, my, my daughter Brittany said, hold your hands out like you're receiving a gift. If somebody's passing out Christmas presents, you're going to be like this. Those your kids? Which one's got my name on it? Well, we ought to be doing God that way, opening ourselves up. We're the cup. Fill us up. Number two, verse two. Woo, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Look as they shout. Now we're singing again. But notice it says serve. If you're thankful, you'll serve. You know, if, if my story, I, I knew I was called. But here's my story. I wasn't, I wasn't chasing a, to be a pastor. When I got on fire for God, I started chasing where can I serve him? Where can I serve him? What do y'all need done? I fixed commodes. I painted bathrooms. I put carpet down. Man, you ever laid carpet with a double-edged knife? You'll cut yourself up if you're not used to it. Me and my buddy was laying carpet down. And I, look, I got scars from laying carpet because that double-edged, that double-bladed knife will get you. It's like handling a shark or a catfish that's doing this with those fins. But where can I serve? And somebody said, well, you know what? We need somebody to help with the kids. I said, looked around. Nobody raised a hand. I said, I'll do it. Did I feel called? No, I wanted to serve. Because I was thankful where God had taken me. He'd shown me his word. He'd opened up my life. He had changed me. And I wanted, I said, I'll do the kids. And so I had, and other people came along and they started teaching. And then we need somebody to work with the youth. Nobody raised a hand. I said, okay, I'll do it. We'll let them do the kids and I'll start doing the youth. Because I wanted to serve. I'm telling you, if you're thankful, you'll serve. If you're thankful, you'll serve people. You'll serve. How do we serve God? By serving people. That's why we want a church where people serve. God is stirring you to serve. He's stirring you to serve. You're not listening. <laughs> Somebody said, well, you know, we need help in the nursery. No, I'll get thee behind me. That's the devil. All right, God ain't calling me to the nursery. Come on now. And, and we got it to where you won't have to do it once every six weeks. It's not like you're in there every Sunday. My wife's grandmother, 40 years in the nursery. I only remember her being in service one time. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. That's, you know, that's not right. My wife did the nursery for five years. That's not right not ever having a break. We don't do that. That's not wisdom because you burn people out. We're talking just once every I'm just trying to help. If you want to serve, we have a place for you. If you're thankful, it says serve. See, this. remember this is a psalm of thanksgiving. It's all about thanksgiving. So look, look. Peter says this in Peter 4, 7 through 11. We're going to read it right quick. The end of all things is near. How many of you know that? Jesus is coming. Therefore, be sound of, uh, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. I mean, we need to pray. This is a preach right here. Verse 8, above all, uh, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Quit sharing sin. Cover it. Amen. That's gossip. In Proverbs 6, God hates gossip. Verse 9, be hospitable to one another without complaint. That means serve one another without complaining. Well, I've got to come in here and these people don't appreciate nothing. Ain't nothing new. I'm not doing it for people. I'm doing it for God. 
There was a young man who used to come here, and he said, how come, how can you smile when the, I know people are stabbing you in the back? I said, because I ain't doing it for them. I'm doing this for Jesus. I'm trying to build the kingdom of God. That's our goal. It's not personal. It's about God and his kingdom. Look, look, be hospital, verse 10. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God has given you a gift to do something for the kingdom. Amen. Remember, I always pull out, the, if you can give a cup of water in a prophet's name, if you can give a cup of water, how hard is that? Well, I don't know, man. It hurts my arm to pick up that little cup. No, it doesn't. You serve water, smile, greet, handshake, whatever, witness, love, paint. Mow, whatever. Mow your neighbor's yard and do it in the name of the Lord. Bake cookies. I'll force myself to eat them. <laughs> if you make me, no. But you can bless the children with cookies. There are all kinds of things. And if you just say, well, I don't know what to do, ask. Ask God, ask me. I'll help you find a place to serve. If it's not here, but there are places here. Amen? Say, we need help. Glory be to God. Look at last verse, verse 11. Whoever speaks is to do so. See, this is even got to the preaching. Here's preaching and speaking with utterances. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. We serve by the strength of God. Matter of fact, when you start serving God, we'll strengthen you is what that means. Smile at somebody and say, he's got me. Okay, verse, verse 3. Know that the Lord God is good. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Past, pasture, the sheep. We're his sheep. What? Come on, who's the shepherd? Jesus. Psalms 23. How I many you can quote it? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Okay, if you want anything, you got to go to the shepherd. He makes me to lie down. Come on, let's just keep going. Look at verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. Sheep like still waters. He restores my soul. That's the rest the Lord gave us this morning. That's the word, restoring your soul, giving you rest. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Do you know what? God's going to remind you of what's right. The devil will remind you of what's wrong. Amen. Well, you missed that. You, you messed up again. That's the devil. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son. You know that one? What's the next verse say? He said he didn't come to condemn us. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to tell you what's right. So look for what's right and look what, if you know you're doing something wrong, then what you do, what you do is right. And so the path of righteousness for his same sake, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Somebody said that rod and the staff's not, not for the sheep to beat them, but to protect them. The rod is, you know what David killed the bear with? The rod, whopped it in the head. 
What about the staff? It's got the hook. You know what that's for? Sheep fall in a pit. They just reach down there and hook them right under their arms right here and pull them right up out of that pit and put them back in the grass. If you fall, the Lord will pick you up. That rod is for the wolf, the bear, the lion, or whatever, the devil, to bop him in the head. And guess what? He'll give you a rod. He'll raise you up where he don't have to beat the devil up for you. He'll say, you go ahead and take care of him. Give it here. Come on, we'll finish it. Verse 5, even though I walked in and says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And then you know what? Surely goodness and mercy, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that good? We're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You made that commitment? You're already there? Amen. Well, everything else belongs to you too, right? So, so on, 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 on verse 3 there, recognizing and honoring God for who he is, that's being thankful. When you recognize who God is, what he's done for you, remember, we're going to take communion here in just a little bit, and we're going to remember. Jesus said, remember, 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 remember. It's a covenant term. Remember what the Lord has done. Remember who he is. Learn of who he is and then remember it. God is good. I mean, you know, there's no death in him. There's no evil in him. Satan twisted. He's not inventing anything. He's turning what God, what God who is good, he turned it and made bad. He made bad. He doesn't invent anything. He just twists stuff. All right, verse 4, number 4 on your sheet. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. There's the thank offering, whether you feel like it or not. Enter his gates. Remember we talked last Sunday about Nehemiah? Nehemiah hired people to be thankful. You know, what? Yeah, that was their job, to be thankful. You know, I bet, I bet they looked at him. No, you just had lemon juice. I don't think you're going to be. We can't hire you. You don't even smile. We need people that are going to smile. You know, last Sunday I said, I, I, I'll just take people that just, just worship, big-time jumpers and worshipers. They don't even have to sing. You see, God's people, they were expressive. They danced. They, they jumped. They sing. They, they threw dirt on them when they, or ashes on them when they were mourning. They ripped their clothes when they were, uh, you know, upset about something. But they smiled. They laughed. They danced. They jumped. Amen. And so, so God expects us to be thankful, enter his, courts with, enter his courts with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, his gates, as when you come in. When you don't have anything to offer, you can always praise God. A sacrifice. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. Do you know I come to church whether I feel like it or not? And especially when it's the roughest, this is where I'm coming. Amen. If I'm sick, if I'm not contagious, I'm coming. I used to lead worship too. I had food poisoning and led worship. And I went, you know, amen, and had it over to the pastor. And when I hit that door, yeah, everything else hit. But the Lord empowered me and strengthened me to make it through worship because I needed healing. You know how many people stay home when they need God because they're depressed? They, they roll around and wallow in depression. 
when we need to come water and roll around in God. This is, this is, this is, this is milk. You remember last Sunday we talked about meat? Well, the meat part of this is you need to come whether you feel like it or not. Okay, say amen or owe me. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. In Psalms, in Psalms 27, 5, for in the day of trouble. Everybody say, for in the day of trouble. He will conceal me in his tabernacle. Guess what? This and you are the tabernacle. God will strengthen you, but when you get around Tim Gollimore or you get around uh, Miss Becky or you get around somebody else, they're going to strengthen you. Huh? And God's wanting to raise you up to be a strengthener of the brethren. God wants to raise you up to be an encourager. Huh? So we need to be encouraging ourselves, but uh, encouraging others. He will conceal me in the tabernacle in the secret place of his tent. He will hide me. He will lift me up on the rock. How many know when trouble comes, it's come to knock you in the muck and the mire. It's come to put you down. But the the Bible says when you come to Jesus, he'll lift you up and take you out of them and put you on the rock. Hey, I want to be on that rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy, whether I feel like it or not, because trouble's here. But I'm going to shout for joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Amen. Now, isn't that good? So how you, what are you going to do in trouble? Oh, it always happens to me. Nobody likes me, not even my mama. Now you're making stuff up because you're in trouble. See how it goes downhill? You just start, you're getting in that misery. But the Bible says shout for joy. Going back to that. But no, some people just like misery. The Bible says you wash a hog, put a bow in its hair. It didn't say put a bow in its hair. But you, you ever been to the, anybody ever been to FFA or been to the state fair where they sell the animals? They make them look good. But you turn that hog loose, it's going right back to the mud. Because it'd be a hog. We are not pigs and hogs. We're the children of God. And we need to stir ourselves up and declare who we are. That God made us and God's well able to take care of us. And God's our strength, our shield. He's the glory and lifter of our head. We're overcomers. We're more than conquerors. Huh? We have the victory. I don't feel like it. Don't care what you feel like. Get up and smile. You win. Even in death we win. Precious are the death of his saints. Because when you pass from here, you go dancing into heaven. And I can't even dance. But I will when I get to heaven. We never practiced dancing growing up. Oh, my. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of of lips that give thanks to his name and do not neglect doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Have you ever met somebody that didn't have anything yet they would give you everything? They're pleasing to God. I I grew up in in Louisiana and... uh, uh, integration had hit, but I had some of my best friends happen to be African-American. And this one boy, 
uh, I always said he was big enough. Uh, he, he wasn't, let's see, he was about this tall, but he was this wide with muscles. He didn't know how strong he was. He skipped school in this whole second grade. And I always said, well, he stayed home haul pup wood because he had his own truck and everything in high school. And he was bowed up with muscles and everything else and uh, just strong, but just the kindest person you'd ever want to meet. And he would offer me food, drinks. I had him he ate at my house. I had other friends that ate at my house. And, and what, what was funny is as I used to go fishing in the summertime when I got a car at 15, I used to take my buddy. He was 6'6", and, uh, and he was African-American. But when a black boy and a white boy drive up in the 70s to somebody's yard, who is that? But, but we were famous there because we played basketball. And when we got out, they go, oh, come on in, you know, because we were going fishing in their pond. But what I'm saying is that boy was kind. I, he just came to my heart. Who comes to your mind that is kind even though they don't have a whole lot? Think about that. Is it you that come to mind to other people? Are you kind? whether you have anything or not. Hmm? I'm just putting it out there. I know I'm stepping, I don't mean to step on your toes. I'm just, God's calling us to be kind. He's calling us to, to enter his gates with thanksgiving. He's called us to bring a sacrifice of praise. He's calling us to be kind. If you're kind, it's because you're thankful what God has done. It all goes back to thankfulness. Thank you, Lord. Can we say just thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. Isn't that good? Say thank you, Lord. You know, in the midst of trouble, you need to say, thank you, Lord. You're my help, my strength. Thank you. I just want to thank you in advance for helping me. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. So if you're going to come and pray and you're going to ask God and you have a need, Father, I thank you that your word says that I need to ask, but you know the need before I ask. But I'm going to thank you for the answer that I'm about to ask for. Man, you see, because he's your source, amen? He's your strength. Look at verse 5. For the Lord is good, and his loving kindness, or, and his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness, and, and his faithfulness to all generations. I don't know what generation you're in, but he's faithful. Amen? I, I, I don't know, I don't know. His kindness is everlasting, and he's good. So, so this is the, something to be thankful for. The Lord is good. Can you say the Lord is good? And you know, some of you are going, well, he, he's good to them. No, just change it and let's say the Lord is good to me. Say it with me. The Lord is good to me. The Lord is good to me. See, your perspective, you need to change your perspective on life. The Lord is good to you. His loving kindness, that's his grace and mercy. His loving kindness, his agape, his hasid, his love is good to you. It's towards you. Say, I receive the love of God. Now, in your notes, Hosea uh, 10, 12, as, and I, I'm going to drop that one, and I want you to write down Lamentations 3, 21. I know y'all read Lamentations all the time. We're going to look at Lamentations 3, verse 21. Look what it says. This I recall to my mind. What does that mean? Remember. This I call to my mind. 
Therefore, I have hope. When you feel like you're hopeless, remember how good God is. This I recall to my mind. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. For His compassion, His compassions never fail. Isn't that good? Verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every morning. You get to start a new day. You know in heaven, it's just one day. All day and no night, always light. That's what I used to teach the kids. You don't have to go to sleep. There's no dark to be afraid of. You can swim in the river of life and not drown because it's the river of life. There are mountains. There are trees. Heaven's a wonderful place. It's full of God's uh, uh, faithfulness, and it's always new. It never grows old. Nothing dies how green your grass is. You separate it out and it's dead underneath but not in heaven. That's why the colors are immaculate. We haven't seen colors on the earth like they are in heaven. Glory. Let's try to land this plane. Verse 24. The Lord is my portion says my soul. Therefore I have hope in him. This is thanksgiving. We remind, remember, remember, remember. And we're, when we start remembering, we're thankful. The Lord took me out of this and put me here. The Lord took me from here and put me there. And the Lord has taken me to the next step. The Lord always is, is causing us to stir up. Let's, let's read verse 25. And the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. You know, a lot of times we think this is waiting. Cross our arms, fold our leg, whatever, and we're waiting on the Lord. But let's change it just for a minute. If you go to, we're eating at the church today, but if you went to a restaurant, you have a waiter or a waitress that will wait on you. Huh? Let's change that to wait on the Lord. Huh? I'm not going to cross my arms and wait. Oh God, I just I'm going to I'm going to wait on you, Lord. I'm going to worship you, Lord. I'm going to thank you, Lord, for the answer. I'm going to thank you that you're my source, that your goodness is towards me, and that you're my portion, that you're my strength, that you're my shield. Oh, that you you are my blessing. Lord, and I just wait on you. I want to worship you. Is there anything I can do for you? Can I go shake somebody's hand today? Can I go tell you Jesus loves you today? Can I wait on the Lord? See, when I wait on God, I'm doing something for Him. I, I want to be a blessing for Him. I want to be a blessing. I want to be thankful. And, and out of my thanksgiving, it flows to other people. And the joy that I have because I'm thankful, it starts ministering to other people. And they go, and they will come up and say, what do you have? I worked at a job one time, and it was horrendous for splinters. It was right out of high school. I had 100 jobs out of high school. I did just, you know. And it was making plywood. And if you look at plywood, it's made in layers. And those thin layers are nothing but a giant splinter that will go right through you. And I had to pull those layers off, and I had splinters go through my britches, through my leg, and out the other side of my britches. So you got to cut your pants just to walk, go get somebody to pull it out. But splinters would go through me, and I wouldn't cuss and carry on. And I, and I had a guy I said, man, 
What do you got? Got Jesus. Got Jesus. We got, that's the only thing I've got is Jesus. That's all you've got. Your house counts for nothing. Your car, your money, it's Jesus. And we need to live a thankful life for Him. So thankful for everything that He's done. Thankful to the Father who sent His Son to be our portion. Our portion that the, the part, that means a part, He took our part of hell. He sacrificed himself for our sin. And when we receive that, we receive salvation. But when you receive salvation, it's everything. Salvation's for your mind, salvation for your body and your spirit. So won't you bow your heads today? We're going to take communion in just a few minutes, but I want to ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Do you know him? Is he your portion? Has he paid the price of sin for you? The Bible says that we can have an assurance that we can know that we know that we are a child of God, that we are born again. Won't you look at your heart? That's why I asked you to close your eyes. If you don't know Jesus, will you lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need to accept Jesus. Anybody? Well, let me ask you this. Maybe you accepted Jesus a long time ago, but you haven't been living for him, and you haven't been thankful. Come on. Make a, a rededicate your life to God, to be thankful, to serve him, to live for him, to love him to honor him. If that's you, just lift your hand up real quick and put it down. See your hands. Anybody else? I see your hand. So you're making a commitment to God, not to me. Anybody else? Yeah, I see your hand. Then let's all pray together. Father, we've checked our hearts and we thank you, Lord, that you see our heart. You know we love you. You know that we want to serve you, that we want to do more for you. So stir us today in Jesus' name. Now pray this with me. Say, Father, I come to give you my all. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he's great and mighty on my behalf. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of me and stirs me to serve you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your gracious, loving kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.